What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to episode 12 of season 2 of Hit the Books. We're all excited to be back for another week of picking plays and giving advice on all things sports betting. So let's jump into our rundown for this week. NFL's on the slate as usual, week 10 here and ready for us. College football as well. We got a great episode for you. So let's jump in with introducing my co-hosts, Huff and Mackie, here with me now, Ace joining us in a bit. Let's introduce them. Mackie, you're up pretty good this week, leading the pack 7-4-1 last week in the NFL, plus 4.75 units. Great week for you, buddy. What's happening? Yeah, uh, finally back on track in the win column for the uh, NFL slate. Um, yeah, I, f- I fell off for a little there, but almost a five five unit week is uh pretty good. I can't complain about that. It's uh keeping it coming, and um, yeah, I'm just getting hot again. So stick with me here. Love it, dude. Let's do it. Keep it up. Huff, just barely positive, but you can't be upset. With the positive week, what's going on? Plus .75 units for you, 3-2 and two on the week. What's going on? You ready for week 10? Yeah, what's going on? Uh, happy to be back. It's what, uh, week 10, you said? Yes, sir. I keep forgetting that, but that's crazy to think we're this far into the NFL season already. But Oh, uh, it's disgusting to think about. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, like you said, 3-2. and two, Only went with five plays last week. Obviously, like you said, anytime you're positive, uh, winning weekend, you can't really complain about that, but. I was like I said, I was just telling Mackie before we started recording that Thursday night half point under is just haunting me. Uh, you guys each had like a three, I mean four pushes combined. I think this weekend I'm still the only one that doesn't have a push on the card. That's pretty crazy in my opinion. And I got a. Push I think Ace had two uh, this weekend. Yeah, yeah Huff, you're right. Four two. four pushes total. Two for Ace, one for myself, one for Mackie. Would uh, you guys all push on? I pushed. You got forty five and a half. I got forty six in that total. Yeah, fuck that. Jeez, yeah, you got a line shot, buddy. I well, I know. <laughs> you live and you learn. Like I said, positive weekend. I'm not going to complain. I'm not really in the position where I can keep having them negative, so I want to try to be positive. You're inching back, dude. What are you at? Yeah, got to be under. You got to be in. I'm under now. ten again. Yeah. So I had like a bad week. week. <clears throat> I've been having pretty week. good, but last weekend. I forget who fucked me last weekend late. It was the Rams. It was my four o'clock slate. It was the Rams. Um, who was the other one? Giants plus three, I think, at Seattle. I think those were the two that killed me last week. And then uh, this week, Arizona killed me against Seattle. Yeah, why were you um, guys all on Arizona? I was very confused by that. I, I found the chance to get Seattle when they were down 10-7 or something, and I jumped on that right away. I just, I don't know, dude. I keep thinking they're going to win at home, and they suck. Yeah, I don't know. They just don't got it. Keno yeah. Smith is him, too. Yeah, he has been hot, obviously, throughout the entire season. But like you said, winning weekend, never going to complain. Mackie, you, you see said that? Him back. You see that Bucks never... game? Yeah, the what, Dude, Monday night or CJ Sunday night. He was pissed. He was like, we get a huge step, and they got to ask us to get another huge step right after that. He was like, Yeah, he was like calling out the offense. To do. Yeah, basically. But like, it's true. You got to stop with. It's a two-minute warning, I think it was. And yeah. You let them come back down, and you know Tom Brady did what Tom Brady does, so that's pretty cool. I had them uh, two unit play, and then I had the under, so that was that was a nice. Uh, four o'clock slate slate for me. Yeah, that was a big one for you. Lots of good stuff out of Week Nine for Mackie and Huff. 
Can't say the same for Ace and myself. Ace going 4-7-2, and two, minus 2.45 units. And myself going 1-4-1, one, one, down 3.28 units. Jesse, Very upset with my is, performance uh, last week. What's I that, Mackie? Your, I think this is your worst week to date. You've been pretty consistent with the uh, sticking around even or plus. He's been going like 3-1, and 4-2 and two the yeah, past like he, three weeks. I don't think he's ever had a week this year that he's been like under like one unit. No. no. I think you're right. So I've never seen my name that low on the list. It's kind of disappointing. Sorry, you bounced back. You had the, like Mackie a couple weeks, the past couple weeks, yeah. he cooled off yeah. a little bit. I had a few You're up the units. Hung- you can afford it. You just, need a, you just need a little humbling. You're right back in. Yeah. It. True with that. True that. All right, boys, let's jump into some college football while we're ready. What do we got? Maction tonight. It's a Wednesday night here as we're recording. Lots of good stuff there. Bowling Green in Kent State. Buffalo in Central Michigan. This won't be released till tomorrow, but uh, Buffalo Moneyline, you heard it here first. Just some credibility plays for now. What is that, what is that spread? Uh, Kent State minus two? Buffalo's yeah, that's plus, the Bowling Green game. Two, Buffalo's plus two and a half. The money line plus one eighteen. That's not bad. I don't really know oh much God. about these teams. I would take. I like that. I don't know. I like that. Let's Central talk Michigan. About, let's talk about Georgia. Tennessee, I want to talk though. about the couple of the games that happened last week. Obviously, we had a couple of big upsets last week. Not necessarily upsets, uh, but the bigger game of the week was the Georgia Tennessee. I had, I know, I was listening to the episode last week before I got on when you guys were talking about college football, uh, and you were talking about how I was texting you, me and you were texting back and forth about how I said they put Tennessee at the one so they could go to Georgia and lose. Now, obviously, we get the rankings this week, and they're sitting at five. Um, They obviously still have a shot to get back in it, but uh, I don't really like their chances, but Georgia obviously handled them pretty well. Um, I don't know what the final score was, but I know Georgia covered that 10-point spread. I was rooting for you to kind of get a backdoor on that because obviously I said I had Georgia in a teaser. Um, 27-13. So. That was all planned. Point game. Tennessee being in that position. Yeah, but even getting... so, Huff, why don't you like Tennessee to be back in? I mean, I I can almost guarantee that one of the top four teams are going to lose another game and Tennessee's hopping right into the second they do. Unless, <sighs> I unless agree. Unless you have them losing in the SEC championship game. And who would that be against? I never remember who's on what side of the brackets in these it'll divisions. Prob- it'll probably... I or in th- these conferences. I think Georgia. That'll be... That's tough. I just like Georgia. That is tough to say. Yeah, Georgia. I mean, that game was a 14-point game last week, but it definitely, like, the, the skill level... It felt, like, the way it the felt worse than a 14-point game. worse than a 14-point game. I mean, Georgia was never in jeopardy of even being close to losing game so yeah I mean, they had complete control of the entire game they do whatever they wanted to do big play after yeah. big play on offense and obviously their defense stellar as always so i mean georgia even surprised me this week i had tennessee spread uh i kind of thought they were going to win that game outright but uh even after the first drive first two drives i was like this game they're, they're just two different play, two different complete levels of football yeah, and then the other game uh, this past weekend that obviously was the top one was Saturday night. We had out number six Alabama going down to LSU and losing uh, to number ten LSU, thirty-two thirty-one. A crazy uh, decision, I guess it was a bold decision to go for it for uh, for two in overtime by Brian Kelly. They were down 
31 to 30, and he went for the win on the goal line. Um, Jalen Daniels, a quarterback for LSU, had a pretty sick uh, touchdown pass to win it, and then uh, the two point conversion went straight back to the same tight end. Uh, they stormed the field. That was obviously a big upset. Alabama. Uh, I saw a stat today. They were like, this is the first time that they'll be playing a game with statistically like without a chance to make it to the national championship or like a, a cert, under a certain percentage of a chance to make it to the national championship since like 2010 or since Nick Saban got there. So um, Alabama obviously on a down year, but uh, they still have the talent, I think, to to shake things up. But I don't necessarily know who they have to play the rest of the year. But um, I was definitely rooting for LSU in that one. I had LSU in, in a teaser with Georgia. Um, and sadly in Wake Forest, and they did not cover for me. So lost that one, but I liked LSU. I was rooting for LSU in that game, and I wanted the live bet the money line. ended up not doing it, but I wish I did. Did you watch that game, Mackie? Yeah, I, I had uh, – so I, I had LSU plus six and a half, and then I got them at plus four and a half. Live bet in the third or fourth quarter, so uh, – when I went into overtime, I was like, I'm going to fucking lose both of these fucking bets. Cause I get so scared to live bet a spread like that when it, like it's like a live plus three and so a half or a live easy. plus four and a half. It's Even so easy like, to lose, dude. But knowing when the original spread was 13 or 14, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, it was 14. Yeah, because I had him in my teaser at plus 24. It was crazy. Yeah, that was lit. But uh, yeah, I, I was going to take a money line too, but I just pussied out and... We should have did it. Yeah, definitely. All righty, let's wrap up our college football here. Ace is here to join us. Ace, your week nine record coming in at 4.72, down 2.45 units. What do you got for us this week coming into week 10? Yeah, um, tough week. Uh, Sunday really hit me hard. Had a two-unit play. The Cardinals really burnt our whole team there. Um, That kind of changed the whole trajectory of my week uh picked it up on the monday night slot which was nice with a two-unit play on the ravens had a nice uh 2-0 night on thursday night football so like i said really gotta hunker down on those sundays and lock in more with a big slate <clears throat> really crushing the uh primetime games but getting killed on sunday so i really gotta lock in maybe uh connect with the boys a little bit sooner but definitely looking to continue my trend of a better second half to my season i mean obviously lower units this week than the past few weeks but uh with with uh four hits on the week we're, we're still here we're ready to roll got a, got a nice week on tap here in the nfl um yeah happy to be here happy to talk another week with the boys awesome ace we're happy to have you lots of good stuff out of the nfl and i think that's what we're gonna jump to next teams with bye weeks this week are the ravens Bengals, jets and patriots so let's just jump into our games for this week. Some trends I got overall for the week are favorites are 80, 51, and 1 straight up, but underdogs are 74, 53, and 6 against the spread, coming in at 58.3%. Unders are 78 and 55 and 2, coming in at 58.6%. And primetime unders are now 16, 10, and 1, coming in at 61.5%. So some interesting t- statistics there for or coming into week 10 through the first nine weeks of the NFL. Let's jump into our Thursday night football game, the Atlanta Falcons at the Carolina Panthers. I think this is going to be an interesting one. The Falcons are the favorite here at minus three, 
Their money line sitting at minus 152 and the over-under sitting at 42.5. The trend I got for this one is Atlanta is 5-1 straight up and against the spread in their last six games when playing on the road against the Panthers. Will Baker Mayfield, or oh, excuse me, I don't want to say that. P.J. Walker. Yeah, I knew it was. No, I think it's Baker. Yeah. No, P.J. Walker is starting this PJ's game. P.J. is oh going to start. God, Baker's going to come in. All right, what lots of stuff here. Is it Baker? Is it P.J.? Huff says P.J. Huff, what do you got for us in this Thursday night football matchup? I don't know. This is a tough game. Obviously, this is a the typical Thursday night game when everyone talks about we get shitty Thursday night games. They give us Falcons-Panthers. Um, NFC South, one of the worst divisions in football matchup we got. Um, Panthers getting three points on their home field. Obviously, we know the state of the Panthers team right now. They're in a rebuild. Uh, we were talking about, is it going to be P.J. Walker? Is it going to be Baker Mayfield? I don't even think they really know, but I don't know. Something about this Falcons team, they just last week putting up a pretty good game at home against a, a, a Chargers team that's on the – up and coming i guess you could keep saying everyone keeps saying it's their year but they never keep or they never achieve up to their standards or what people set their standards to be um but the falcons losing by three last week on their home field to the chargers um i don't know i just don't love the falcons minus three in this spot in carolina on thursday night i like the i don't know i feel like the prime time unders 42 and a half obviously be looking at my first half i feel like it's gonna be set at like 20 for this game um i really like that but I don't know how you guys are leaning, but I'm going to look up what that first half under is. Mackie, how are you leaning on this game? Heath, you got something to say? You're raising your hand. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, um, Mackie, I wonder if you're going to roll with the Panthers again. This is like a rematch of the game that the worst game to bet on of all time two weeks ago, the way the Panthers handled the end of that. So I'm eager to hear what you have to say. Pan- Panthers are on the no-bet list ever again. Just Even though they won two weeks ago, they, they, they covered that plus four. Oh, no, I actually had the money line, so fuck them. Um, yeah, they're, they're on the no bet list. That being said, I, I do kind of like, I, I do like the Falcons in this game. I know, um, Falcons are a little worse of a team on the road because they're only one and three on the road, um, opposed to three and four, uh, at home. So they're a little better at home, but, um, I just think the Panthers are just brutal. And from the beginning of the year, they have underachieved the entire time. PJ Walker, awful last week. They took him out, put Baker in. I don't know why they're starting him again this week. Uh, they're clearly in rebuild mode. They don't really uh, have much going for them. They obviously got rid of Christian McCaffrey. So uh, Dante Foreman's taking a big workload in the back in that backfield. But um, I just uh, I don't think they have much going for them. I think the Falcons, uh, they're fighting for a division right now, and they have a good chance of uh, actually uh, making a push for it. So I think they uh, get take care of business here in a divisional rival. Yeah, no, that you definitely hit the nail on the head. Um, this Panthers team, such a weird team to bet on. Just the, the games they play. I mean, we've all missed on them at some point during the season. I think it was Huff and Jesse week one, me in week two, and now Mackie a few weeks ago. So we've all really been burnt by a team that had some high expectations coming into the year after the acquisition of uh, Baker Mayfield. But now that they've all floated Christian McCaffrey, it's a completely different team. But one thing that really stands out to me for the Panthers always, though, and it's pretty consistent, is that defense. They have a lot of names on that defense, pretty young, too. Led by Brian Burns, right? <clears throat> Some young guys in the secondary with a lot of speed too. I know Huff likes those young corners, but um, on the other side like of the, that. I like the, I like, I like that Burns guy that you were talking about. I was texting Mackie about him a couple weeks ago when he had the Panthers in that game. He's, um, he's, he's a like stud. a TJ Watt type play. Obviously not at the same caliber, but like a tier or two down. He's one of those players that will take yeah. over the game. I think he's potentially the best player on the field this Thursday between either team. I think, so, yeah. 
Him, I like J.C. Horn a lot for the Panthers too. If the Panthers end up winning this game, it'll remind me of the way the Patriots win the game where Burns has like a Judon-esque game where he just controls the whole thing, doesn't let Mariota do anything. But yeah. at the same time, I'm really leaning towards that Falcons money line. You guys have been on the train all year. I know they're covering left and right, and they're really in the hunt. I think they do win this game, and they set up a pivotal matchup with the Bucks down the stretch for that division. Um, big divisional game, right? So you know that the Panthers, I mean the Falcons, do want to win this one if they do have a hope of making the playoffs. The Panthers at the same time aren't even out of it, but that division, everybody's seeing it four and five. It's crazy. Like, But at the same time, I love those primetime props. So Cordero Patterson, his he's been popping ever since he's come back in, even even before he was hurt. Um, so I'd be looking at his touchdown, but be wary of Brian Burns in that defense, like I said. I like that Patterson anytime TD. He gets um, the ball a lot. Yeah, I have him in fantasy. He's been hurt, like you said, the past couple of weeks. Um, I like. I just looked at it. That first half under set at twenty and a half. That's definitely going to be something I'm looking at in case the Panthers start slow. That's something I'm more comfortable taking than. Uh, side in this game so uh, be looking for that tomorrow night on the card as we obviously definitely always have picks and for these primetime games but um, a shitty game I think all of us are going to say if this was a Sunday game most of us be staying away from this um, but yeah we got to talk about it so let's get into some of these Sunday games. Hoffy it's like I said to you the other day though um, these games Thursday night primetime games that's why we're here we're, help, we're here to help you find the best picks yeah, and exa- get some exactly. action and get into that game. Exactly. I do like I do like that actually. It's true. People are always looking for for what's next. Thursday night games are hard to predict, especially low scoring, weaker teams. Yeah, like the average NFL fan doesn't isn't watching a Panthers game unless it's in prime time. Correct. So I feel like we'll see a lot of the ball to Cordero Patterson, um, Drake London. Don't be surprised if they try to scheme it to Pitts a little bit in the prime time as well. But short week, uh, do they just refuse to use him? Yeah, refuse. He's just not there. Yeah. He's dropping balls left and right. What are you guys talking I about? Say, I was going to say, and he's just not that good. <laughs> Mar- Mariota, Mariota, too, as a passer, not a fan, but I do like the running game that he brings. And the, the scheme that they run on offense, they have like a three-headed snake in the backfield. No big names, but it's Patterson, LJR, and they have the other guy. Who's who's the third running back out of Atlanta? you guys know? I forget his name. Huntley. He, he's been pl- Oh, Caleb Huntley. Yeah, Caleb Huntley. Isn't that... Isn't that the backup quarterback for the Ravens? No, let me look it up right now. Cause he's no, actually, what's his name? They've been rotating. Um, uh, That's Tyler Huntley. Tyler Huntley. Tyler Huntley, also from South Florida, like Lamar. I always thought he was going to leave Baltimore. He should. When they don't pay Lamar, he's gonna be, that's going to be his team. Yeah, Caleb Huntley. He's the, he's the rookie running back. He's actually been popping pretty much. He had 34 yards. He had seven rushes for 34 yards last week, considering LJR had six carries for, like, he had a big day, too. He had over 50. And then Patterson yeah. had a big day. They like to pound the rock, and that's winning football. I'm, I'm going to ride the Falcons at, at home this week. All righty, boys. Good stuff out of that Thursday night football game. Let's jump into the Sunday games. The first game out of Munich, Germany, the Seattle Seahawks at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. In this matchup, the Bucks are our favorite at minus three. Their money line sitting at minus 154 and the total sitting at 44 and a half. The only trend I got for this one is Seattle is five and one straight up and against the spread in their last six. Nothing else to say about this game in my world. Ace, you want to start us off with this one? What do you think? 
Definitely. I, I actually think it's a crazy line. Let's think back to the beginning of the season in the offseason. You saw Seahawks, Patriots on the schedule. Uh, I'm not Patriots. I think Tom Brady. I think the Patriots. Seahawks, <laughs> Bucks on the schedule. Um, you got to think they're going to be. That's that's a ten and a half point game, right? Like at least the spreads coming out in Tampa like, with that full team. That roster. It's in Germany. It's in Germany. It's in Germany. Wow, that's crazy. I didn't even know that. I thought they were done with those <laughs> for this year. Nine thirty a.m. That's yes. why it's a three point spread. Yeah. That that makes a lot more sense. At the same time, though, I like the more experienced veteran team that's won a Super Bowl. And uh, is led by the guy who's done it a lot of times. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm going to keep writing off Geno. It's terrible. I did it last week again on a two-unit play. He came back to haunt me. But I'm going to take the Bucks minus three, definitely. Probably going to see that in my card, honestly. I think the way that Brady got back into the game. You saw a vintage Brady on that last drive. He was struggling all day. But against a good Rams defense at the same time. I mean, we've seen this before. Brady's getting written off. He's, he starts to play great. He gets written off a little bit. Like to quote Geno Smith, and then he grabs a win and he starts to build some momentum off of that. So I, I think that he's going to really get sparked off that uh, that game winning drive. Mackie, what do you think about this game? Yeah, I'm definitely on the same page as you in this game. I mean, uh, when you think about it on the global scale, Tom Brady's going going across the world to play play football. He's gonna he's gonna do what Tom Brady does. And he's gonna get a good. A, I think he's gonna get a win against uh, against Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks. Obviously, this team is overachieved greatly this year i'm sure a ton of the money will be on seattle as well as they've proved that they're not really uh frauds this year they're probably uh gonna come out, come out on top of the nfc west in my opinion but uh i just think when with this game being played over in germany tom brady's gonna lock it in slower game when when uh seattle's used to a fast faster paced game i think buffalo's gonna or not buffalo uh tampa's gonna slow the game down a little and uh let tom brady play the game he wants to play and i think he'll uh he'll be able to cover a three-point spread here in a lower scoring matchup, I'll definitely have a few play, plays in this game. I think it, I'm definitely leaning under, and I'm leaning uh, Tampa minus three. Yeah, I like. I'm right there with you guys. I like the Bucks minus three. And um, the one thing that surprised me whenever I was looking at some of the stuff for this game, uh, Seattle's getting 66 percent of the money for this on the spread for the plus three. Uh, obviously, Seattle's been surprising a lot of te- people. I think most people uh, throughout the entire season and. Ace, like you said, we wrote off, wrote off Gino both of the year. I keep fading them, and in my opinion, I think it's too late for me to jump on the Seahawks train uh, and take them in a Germany game against, like you said, Tom Brady. Guys, looking last week, a low-scoring game. He gets the job done with a couple minutes left. How many times have we seen Brady do that? Um, Mackie, I also like your opinion on the under. Uh, this is another game I'll probably be looking at my first half under. I like when these games start slow and pick up in the second half, and I don't have to really worry about the scoring. I can just worry about who's going to win. Um, I like Bucks minus three, and I like the first half to first half under if it's sitting around twenty one and a half. Might be our first team play in a while. There, Bucks minus three. We're all on the same page. It seems like. I think you're right. I was I was surprised to see that much on Seattle, uh, the money, and it's I, I just think a lot of people are like starting to be like okay i have to take the seahawks seriously it's like i don't think this is gonna last forever what was the percentage again i I missed that 66 that's craziness but dude i mean like i'm way more comfortable betting on the seattle seahawks than i am the giants yeah but the seahawks are now that team i think a lot of people are off the seahawks or off the giants i I don't think the seahawks are fakes though in my opinion i think that that team's actually no i think kenneth walker is a stud he's the offensive rookie of the year in my opinion Besides Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker, you know who else? Well, we can get to that later, but I think it's Damian Pierce. But that's a good Aren't they on a bye week? I, I think Damian Pierce is the rookie, offensive 
Rookie of the Year as well. But I mean, I mean, Kenneth Ken- Kenneth Walker's doing his best to make a case for himself. I mean, yeah, in a short period right of there time. Behind him. If yeah, if the Seahawks if the Seahawks win their division, Kenneth Walker is gonna get it. I I just don't think I don't, I don't know Kenneth Walker came in. What did he come in like week week five week six? He didn't really. Uh, yeah, and I feel like he has the same numbers. Room. He gets two touchdowns a week and he puts up over a hundred though. That's what Kenneth I mean. Walker, I feel like he has the same numbers. I don't know. I think. But Damian Pierce has been doing case. the same thing for longer. Exactly. He's a bell yeah. cow on a bad offense. No, I'm with I'm with Ace in this one. I really like Damian Pierce. At the other, you know what else helps him too is Geno Smith. He he doesn't run as much as like a Kyler Murray, but he has the mobility. Like he has good enough mobility to move when he needs to. He made those big plays. We saw that last week. That was a great game. Came down to the wire. Obviously, we were on the wrong end of it, Huff. But that was a great game to watch. Cardinals love playing. They only play real football in the last like three minutes of the game when there's just enough time to have like a glimmer of hope. They get a touchdown, come within a score. And then they can't come up with a stop, or they Dude, can't yeah. get the clutch field goal. I At what point do they fire Kingsbury? They just it's signed not Murray, him, bro. Like, get rid of you. You shouldn't sign Kyler Murray. To that Dude, he is so hard to watch play football. I don't know how you could bet on him. But I will never bet on the you, Cardinals. Before. That's how the NFL works. You pay the you pay the player that you think is going to put ass in the seats and sell jerseys and bring money to your team, and the coaches are disposable at this point. Well, no, Kingsbury's guy is Murray, though. If they're both there, they're both there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know how long it's going to last. I don't really have much. They're three and six. They just aren't What's that good over the past lead? couple years. Six and that division's wide open. This would have been a perfect year for them to step in and take that division. You know what's pretty underwhelming though is like just everything on that team besides DeAndre Hopkins. Zach Ertz actually looks good too if you if you watch. Um, I think Ertz and Hopkins are the only playmakers. But yeah, I, I'm I'm leaning Bucks here heavy. I think Brady is gonna, he's gonna come off that, ride that streak. You know, he just had a Brady moment. He's got to be feeling it. And everybody thinks Geno Smith's gonna beat him. How many times has he beaten Geno Smith in his career? I know he lost to him once. In, oh no, he didn't. He lost to Mark Sanchez in the playoffs. So I don't even know if he's ever lost to Geno Smith. Geno's against the spread stat is just insane. Yeah, but. I like to say ride the streak, but like you said before, like I'm not hopping on the Seahawks train now. I think it's I think, blown I think up that's, a, that's my thing. I think it's the too Tampa late. Bay Buccaneers, just that defense alone and the potential of Brady in that offense. Too many weapons, too good of a team for the Seahawks. They haven't played a, a big team like that yet. Good stuff. That game happening at 9:30 a.m. Eastern in Munich, Germany. Good stuff there, boys. Let's jump into the 1 o'clock games. The first one up is the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Kansas City Chiefs. This week, the Chiefs are the favorite at minus 9.5. Their money line sitting at minus 430, and the over-under sitting at 50.5. The trends I got here are Kansas City is 5-0 and straight up in their last five games against Jacksonville, and they are also 11-2 and straight up in their last 13 games at home. So lots of stuff favoring Kansas City to win this game, but do they cover the 9.5 points? Huff, what do you think about this one? Kansas City, Jacksonville, 1 o'clock. I don't know. This is a tough game. I hate taking spreads this big. I say this every time we talk about them, but uh, the Chiefs on their home field against this Jaguars team, um, they fought back. Was that last week against the Raiders? Yeah. Yeah, I mean they they they've hung around and 
Yeah, the twenty to nothing. No, it was seventeen. Was it? Yeah, I had him. I was watching every second. But um, yeah, I this Jaguars team is just hanging around in games. I want to take the Jaguars plus nine and a half. I just don't like it enough to do it. But I think they hang around in this game. I don't know why, but uh, Trevor Lawrence, I've I've so wishy washy on him. Some weeks I like him, some weeks I hate him. But um, I don't know. I just feel like the Chiefs coming home uh, off a big Sunday night win. They or or they were home in that Sunday night game against the uh, Titans. My bad. But um, I I don't know. I like the points here. If it gets even bigger, I might take the Jags. Yeah, we got um, 82% of the money on Kansas City early on the spread. So, something to look at. This is just a game that I definitely will not be touching, won't be putting on my card. Um, high spread, obviously Kansas City expected to win this game. Um, this could be a backdoor cover opportunity for Trevor Lawrence and Jags, though. Just trying to pad the stats at the end of the game. You know, last second drive, be down. 15 points end up losing by 8 or whatever it is. So, um, I don't know. I won't be touching this game. I don't really like anything on this game. I think the Chiefs obviously went, come out with a W in this game. I don't think uh, they lose this game at home. But, uh, yeah, I if I have to take anything, I'm taking Jacksonville plus, plus 9.5. Yeah, I mean, all your, all your third thoughts are right with this game. But I could also see a Chiefs team struggling a little bit i ultimately think they will win but i'm i'm gonna go with the over here 50 and a half with these two high flying offense i think that the chiefs defense might have its hands full with uh some of the playmakers on that side of the ball and doug peterson has that team playing really well so um yeah i think one o'clock slate with patrick mahomes i mean we see what he does in the prime time he's throwing all game might might take his over on yardage prop again that that, that hit i was i was live in that a few times that night too as we could see in that tight one, he was always checking it down as they don't have a true running back out of Kansas City. But nine and a half points too much, especially with the way that the Jaguars backdoor cover all season long, like you both alluded to. I'm going with the over 50 and a half. It's probably my favorite play with also a Mahomes prop. Um, also, Kelsey hasn't gotten the end zone in the wild. Just something to remember. Mac, yeah, Mac I, feel like, I feel like we've missed the Kelsey uh, bets ever since that 3U missed. Yeah, I think I cursed him. Like we literally, I don't think the team hasn't talked about him. We were riding Kelsey for a while, and he was hot. He hasn't gotten the end zone since then. I don't think. Yeah, well, uh, Chiefs have been a little MIA. Shaky. I mean, they squeaked one by last week. Honestly, they probably shouldn't have won that game last week. They have so many weapons now, though, with Kadarius Tony being added, Juju Smith-Schuster stepping up as like the true one that I always thought it would be. Like, with a real quarterback, Juju, he, he's one of those guys that buys in. He cares. He wants to be on the same page. Like, he's a good athlete, too. He's come, he's, he's, yeah, he's playing. He's Mahomes' he's guy. Playing well, but he's, he's, not, he's not playing anywhere to like, where, like, uh, where a wide receiver, like, a top wide receiver Which, one no. should be playing. He's not he's not getting those touches. He's not getting those yards. He's not making those plays. Like, like uh, Devontae Adams would or Tyreek Hill or. Yeah. No, I agree with you, you know. 100%. But I don't think. People like to say, like, obviously Tyreek Hill would be great to have on that team. But the way that Mahomes plays the ball, he plays winning football. The only guy he really keys on is Kelsey. Other than that, he spreads the rock pretty evenly. So, with all the, like, adding Tony, that was insane. I love that. They have Hardman still. He likes to throw it to McKinnon. I, I think they might still have Pringle. I don't know. They have a lot of... Nah, he's a bear. Pringle? Pringle's a bear. Yeah, Pringle's a bear. Yeah. Who, who else do they have? Who's in, Oh, they have Valdez Scantling, too. That's who I was thinking of. 
Valdez, yeah. Scantling, Hardman, Smith, Schuster, Tony, Kelsey. Justin. Who's Noah Gray? Just about. The, yeah, he, yeah. Mahomes loves him. That's the backup tight end. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mahomes just loves. He just loves his little like, no, not really no name receivers, but those low name guys that can just find ways to get open after he scrambles and he, you know, he finds them over the middle, the middle of the field because he's scrambling in the backfield for for seven eight seconds. So uh, that's what he needs. It's what he's always had. It's what he's won championships with, and that's what he's known for succeeding with. And uh, I think they built that that Chiefs team around him really well. Yeah, he's he's just the best quarterback in football. Let's just be honest about it. Um, I mean, yeah, with Kadarius Tony too. The, I I can't wait to see him get a full full week of reps, like full snap count. I think he's an explosive playmaker. I I hated how he was with Daniel Jones for a while. Now I'm excited to see him really get to work healthy and uh, ready to go, ready to go and actually wanting to play. You know, that's one big thing we talked about with hockey last week, Mackey. But I think that rings true in any sport. If people are happy and enjoying the spot they're in, they play a lot better. But yeah, over 50 and a half is my pick for this game. And Mahomes to pop. Good stuff there, boys. Another 1 o'clock game we're going to cover is the Houston Texans at the New York Giants. The Giants are the favorite here at 5.5 points. The money line at minus 220 and the over-under sitting at 40.5. The trend I got is the Giants are 4-1 against the spread in their last five games. Huff, what do you think about this one here? Another 1 o'clock game. Uh, this this is a game that I'm probably going to be staying away from, but uh, Giants, I always love a team at home off a of bye week. Um They've shown that they're going to stay in these games. I think their record's still what six and two or six and three. Six and two. Six and two. Um, but coming home off a bye uh, for that loss against Seattle a couple weeks ago. But um, uh, who are they who are they playing on blanking right now? Texans. Texans. Texans off a mini bye, obviously for the Thursday night game against the Eagles. Um, so both of these teams are pretty well rested. I like the Giants minus five. Um, I think Saquon gets back in, and I think the Giants' defense gets back to the way they started the season against a pretty inferior Texans team. Um, I do like, back to what you guys said, Damian Pierce to have a pretty good day. I just don't know if it'll be enough. Uh, I think it'll be a low-scoring game, but I like the Giants uh, to come out on top. Yeah, Huff. I, yeah. Uh, Mac, you got it. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't really have much I have to say about this game. I think this can go one of two ways. That's why it's sitting at five points. I think uh, Giants can get off to a, to a tough start and be playing from behind all game and maybe get off a game-winning drive but so they don't really get a cover in. But I also think that they can come out high and control the game the entire way and never really have this game in jeopardy. I think uh, either way, they, they're, they're, they're in pretty good position to win this game against a one-win Texans team. And uh, I think Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley have pretty much figured out how to do just enough to, to uh, get to get wins this season as they're sitting with the 6-2 and two record to squeak by a few wins, uh, especially one with the Ravens. So uh, they've, they've done just enough to get wins, and I think that uh, this five-point spread might be a little too much for uh, this Giants team, but I do think they win this game outright. Uh, but I do lean Texans plus five. I think, I think they're able to keep it close. I think it's... Uh, bless you. I think uh, this Texans team is a little better than a one-win team normally is but uh you know i don't think this giants team is also as good as a six a normal six two team would normally be so i like the texans but 
getting five points here. Yeah, I like that theory. I definitely agree and uh, think the same thing off the bat. But when I look closer into this game, um, the Texans that I've been high on all year are really starting to regress in the wrong direction, I think. Um, with the locker room commotion caused by Brandon Cooks, their wide receiver one, and being unable to replace him, like that, that offense is stalled. Davis, or what's his name? Uh, Davis Mills. Yeah, Davis Mills. He's really hit that sophomore slump like the rest of his class has, besides Justin Fields. Um, like they've. Oh my god. Nah, Fields had it early in the season, but they've all. Nah, no, he's, he's playing, playing. He's playing well now. He's yeah, playing well. but early on he was playing terrible, and I feel like at least at some point during the season, each of these sophomore quarterbacks has hit that sophomore slump and really struggled. Mac Jones has gone through a little bit. I think he's on the rebound out of it. Um, we saw Trey Lance get injured and hurt. Trevor Lawrence has been up and down. Um, so no one really great out of that class. And Mills with a weak supporting cast, I don't have too much confidence in him. I think Brandon Cooks is a distraction in the locker room, and that doesn't bode well for them. Damian Pierce, definitely a unit. Um, he's going to get probably, what, 25, 30 carries in the game. Probably put up over 100 yards. Offensive rookie of the year, my pick, and I think Mackey's too. But at the same time, this Giants team is playing well. I'm not buying into the hype and betting it, but I would take the Giants' money line maybe in one of my light parlays. I think they win this game at home for sure coming off of a bye um, and prove themselves as like a, a team that's here to stay. Like You drop and go to 6-3 and three versus 7-2, and two, that's a big difference, especially coming out of your bye against a weaker team at home. Um, really like the Giants to win. Probably another thing I love is a Saquon touchdown because that Texans defense can't stop anything. Um, so, yeah, definitely looking at the Giants to win this game. But I'm not taking a spread here just because of those pesky Texans and Damian Pierce. Alrighty, let's jump into our next game here. The Detroit Lions at the Chicago Bears. The Bears are our favorite here at minus three. Their money line at minus 152 and the over-under at 48.5. The trend I got for this one is the Bears are 7-1 straight up in their last eight games against the Lions. I honestly think this is going to be a great game. The Bears-Lions, two mediocre teams in my opinion, but I think it's going to be a good matchup. Ace, what do you think? Get us going. Yeah, like you said, going to be a great matchup. Uh, an NFC North tilt, uh, the two blue squads out of the NFC North matched up against each other. Justin Fields, like I alluded to earlier, um, really stating his case as a decent quarterback in this league, to say the least, um, having the brightest spot of his young career. Running for 178 yards to break the single-game record was nice to see. Um, I know Mackie was dogging him earlier in the year, but he is an athlete on a weak team, and he's proven that he can hang with the big boys was, at least. I was dogging his arm. Yeah, his arm, not the best, but it's been looking good. He threw three touchdowns last week, no interceptions. That's a good week by Justin Fields. If he does what he needs to and sets it up with his feet like he should be doing, he doesn't have to be that great. He's literally a light, a, a light, Lamar light, Walmart version of Lamar Jackson, Um, but with a lot of potential. Hold off on him. You don't really have film on him yet. Wait till next week when they uh, start to get a feel on how he, play, how he plays the game, and I think he'll be uh... – I mean, he's just a he's a, he's a less less athletic Lamar Jackson, uh, and you know the amount of hate that Lamar Jackson had on his game. I think he uh he just had enough athleticism to get by and like have a career and make it work out for him. I don't think Justin Fields is going to be able to be successful at least at at this level the way that he plays the game consecutive. Yeah, no, I'm definitely not comparing him to Lamar Jackson. I'm just saying he has a like skill set. I think Lamar's an MVP candidate year in and year out. But here's an interesting question that just popped into my mind for you. Three years from now, who's going to be better, Kyler Murray or Justin Fields? I, I hate Kyler Murray. 
his legs. You want to? I'm excited for you said uh, next year when teams have fun. I'm excited for two years from now when his rookie contract's up and he can go play for a good team. I want to see what he can do. Imagine him in uh, San Francisco. He might be what Trey Lance was supposed to be. Yeah. They're hoping. I'm hoping. I like Justin Fields. I think he's a good athlete. He's fun to watch. And he, with the additions of Claypool, he has Mooney, he has Komet, Herbert, who Huff's a big fan of, and Montgomery. I mean, they, they, their future's not too bleak in uh, Chicago. I mean, young team. It's a div- divisional game, though. So my favorite play, though, crazy to say this. I know Jesse and Huff give stats about divisional games always playing slow and going under. But I love the over here. Just the amount of points that uh, Fields has been putting up. Like we said, with Mackey's elite Cowboys defense giving up. 25 plus uh the dolphins giving up 30 plus um we know they can put them up and the the lions can't stop anything like that texans defense i was talking about earlier but the the lions can score points jamal williams will probably get in the end zone once or twice with the limited workload to swift so i like the over in williams what do you like huff i don't know this is a tough game obviously bears lines like you said in a, a divisional matchup i usually like to give the points but i actually like the bears for all the reasons that you said i just like what justin fields is doing i like that they're finally starting to open up the playbook to his ability and what they're good at but um i'm gonna go with the bears minus three i don't really love it but um i i, I do like your opinion on the game to go be a high scoring one obviously the bears the past couple of weeks have been putting up points uh, the Lions offense has shown all the signs that they can put up the points. They did it early on in the year. Uh, just the past couple of weeks, haven't been able to put it together. But I also think last week was kind of the Lions Super Bowl beating the pa- or beating the Packers on their home field uh, in Detroit. Um, but I think coming off a lo- or a big win like that, I think they come down to Chicago and uh, lose by three or more. I like the Bears in this spot minus three. Hey, whatever happened to uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, DeAndre Swift? Like, I know I read their updates and they get limited and they're banged up. These guys are out of the lineup way too much. There's certain guys, just uh, like Keenan Allen, I feel like he hasn't played all year. Load management. Deontay Johnson or no? Is he just a hard-nosed player who gets the ball a lot? Deontay Johnson? Is that who you said? Yeah, I mean... I don't know. Did you see the speaking of the Bears? Did you see the video of Claypool warming up and it he it hit him right in the hands and he dropped it, and someone yeah, made a TikTok, TikTok of it and, and they were like Claypool back, back on his bullshit in Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> just dropping balls and warm ups. It was so funny. I think he's good. I wish the Patriots got him. That would have been a really good receiver for them to go get. They made a push, I guess, for him, but the Bears had a better offer. Actually, yeah, you no, sent me that. It wasn't that the Steelers didn't want to send him to the Patriots, which makes yeah, sense. we didn't want to send him to you. Yeah. Crazy stuff there. All right, speaking of the Steelers, let's jump into that game, the New Orleans Saints at the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Saints are the favorite here at one and a half points, the money line at minus 125, and the over-under at 40 and a half. The trend I got for this one is the Saints are 4-1 and one straight up in their last five games against Pittsburgh, but I think it's going to be an interesting game. T.J. Watt expected to return He's very optimistic that he can return. So I think that line, I think it includes that. But what do you guys think? Huff, get us going on this one, Steelers and Saints. Um, Yes, yeah, Steelers obviously coming off a bye week. I always say I like the home teams coming off a bye. Uh, and the Saints haven't really shown me too much. La- uh, last week, catching an L on Monday Night Football against the Ravens. Uh, Ravens a pretty good team. See, uh, Steelers not necessarily on their level right now. 
Um, but I think this is a good spot for Kenny Pickett to come home and get his first win uh, at Acrisure Stadium. Uh, I like the Steelers. I'll take the, what is it, plus one and a half. What's the money line? Plus 108. I like that. So I think the Steelers get the win here. So um, I'm obviously going for the the Steelers. The Saints, and it's not even, I mean, obviously it's a homer pick, but the Saints just haven't really shown me too much. And uh, I, I'm just waiting until they decide to go back to Jameis. I know he's been kind of injured the past couple of weeks, but uh, Andy Dalton is not the answer for the Saints. I'm on the other side of this one. I'm 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 kind of feeling the Saints on this one. I think I mean like like we said that division is still up for grabs and they're sitting at three and six. Yeah, you're not your odds aren't looking too good, but you're still you're still only a game back in that division. And you know you got Tom Brady and the Bucks not playing very well. You know you you can you can beat the Falcons and you can uh, outplay the Falcons because obviously that team isn't that good. Um, they still got something to play for, and I think uh, Steelers are kind of down and out right now. Obviously, if T.J. Watt plays. Uh, we're we're looking at a bit of a different game, and uh, is that confirmed he's playing, or what's what's going on? Is it just expected? Not not confirmed, but he was very optimistic and stuff like that. And I, I just keep th- saying, I don't want him to gonna play, play even if he suits up. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I just really like the Saints here. I think uh, they have more going for them. I think they're they 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 didn't look very good last week against uh the Ravens, but on Monday Night Football, but. Um, I don't know. Steelers have nothing going for them either. I mean, they don't. They haven't really done much. They they got a nice win against the Bucks that one week, but that's all they've really done this season. And um, I don't know. I, I think the Saints will cover this game and get, get a win, a much needed win that they need to stay afloat in this in this uh, NFC South. Yeah, Mackie, I agree with you on the same side of the Saints. There, I mean, not too happy about it though. I don't know if I'll be playing this, but. I don't know. I've been really against the the Steelers this year. I don't know how they can manufacture points very much. And that Saints defense is it's a good it's a good unit. Keeps them in games, wins them games. Um, but playing in Heinz Field, it's not an e- it's not an easy task. Or I'm gonna call it Heinz Field still. But um, it's not an easy task to, to come across. Mike Tomlin, we saw him beat a much better Bucks team. Um, so you can get it done. I like uh I'd like to see how George Pickens does this week. Steelers coming off a bye, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's got another week under his belt with Kenny Pickett. I mean, now I'm talking myself into the Steelers a little bit, but I still think it's a that short. It, it's, it's a, a short, short week versus, versus a team that's home off a bye. bye. That's the reason I'm mainly liking the Steelers here. Yeah. I mean, I I'd, I'd take that pick for sure if I was you. But my head, the, my favorite play is probably the under forty here. Um, I like the I like the under too. Yeah, I like that a lot. Maybe a couple of field your field the field goal bets would be nice here too. But I do like George Pickens to have a good game. He sees a high target share on that offense, as he should. Pickett loves to throw the ball to him. I read a report that Friar Especially now with no Claypool. Read a, read a report that Fryermuth is going to soak up the Claypool targets, but we'll see how that works out. I love Fryermuth. Yeah, great, great tight end. You could tell coming out he's he, he looked like primed to be one of the vintage Steeler tight ends. Possession tight end that gets open and catches the ball, moves the chains, and he's great in the red zone. He's kind of like what everyone thought Mike Gusecki was going to be coming out of Penn State, going to the Dolphins. Like, I think Fryermuth is uh, obviously has definitely a higher ceiling at this point. Obviously, Gusecki's a few more years into the league, but um, Gusecki had a couple of years, but he's had some injury troubles. But Fryermuth has been just consistent through the first. How many years has he been with us? Two, three, two. This is year two. The thing is, Fryermuth, he's definitely one of those hometown unsung heroes. Because he doesn't have the eye-popping ability of a guy like George Kittle or uh, 
like even Jacecki, I think has a little bit more speed, but Firemuth is what you want in a tight end. If he was on a Brady offense down in Tampa Bay, he might be considered one of the best tight ends in the league. But where he is yeah. and what he does, he's just going to do exactly what he does: catch six balls a game, get forty-seven yards and a touchdown. Yep. Like he catches the big plays, though. He's the security blanket, and he's the guy they yeah. look to when they really have nothing going. Um, I'm excited to see his progression come along. But yeah, I I, I want to see how they uh, disperse the targets now without Claypool. Gives them all the more reason to pass the pickings and such without Claypool there. Good stuff out of that game. The next one up is the Cleveland Browns at the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins are the favorite in this one at three and a half points. Their money line at minus 194 and the over-under at 48 and a half. The trends I got for this one are that Josh Allen... Oh, geez, wrong game, sorry. <clears throat> the Dolphins are 0-5-1 versus the spread in their last six this season. What do we think is going to happen in this one? Mackie, you want to get us going? Yeah, I think this could be one of our better games of the week. Uh, two teams that... Uh, Dolphins look pretty good. Browns, I wouldn't say, look bad. I mean, Jacoby Brissett's getting enough done with... Uh, with how he's been playing. I guess they've been on a bit of a skid lately, but they're uh, coming off a nice win against the Bengals. They had a bye week last week, didn't didn't they? Yeah, so uh, they're coming off a fresh week. Um, going on the road... Sorry, I had to look at records real quick. Going on the road, they're only 1-2 and two on the road this year. They haven't really been, been on the road that much as uh, Miami's 3-1 and one at home. So Miami's more of a home team. Um... I think a lot of people are going to be on Miami here, especially with the smaller spread. It's only sitting at three and a half, four points. I uh, could see it go up a little with uh, all the money on them, but I think I like the Browns in this situation. I think uh, there's a lot of coming off of a coming off a of bye week. They have a lot, a lot of time to get ready for this game. They've been game planning for this game for about probably a week and a half now, and uh, they have they they they're ready for this game. And they're ready to. It's a big win. It's a, it's a big game for them. They're sitting at three and five, four and five. It looks a lot better than three and six, and um. You know, they're just trying to get back to Deshaun Watson for uh, Week 12. Uh, I think they they can definitely keep it close here. They're known for losing close games. They've lost a few games by two three points this year. So I think four, a four-point spread will be enough for them to cover here. I like the Browns plus four. Um, I think Miami can definitely still win this game, but I think it's going to be a close nail-biter coming down to the end. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm, it's going to be a great game. But, uh, Huff, what were you going to say there? No, you go ahead. All right, thanks. I appreciate it. I do have a lot to say on this game, I think. I like the over here a lot. Um, we saw how much the uh, the Bears put up on that Dolphins defense last week, and they were running with Justin Fields. I mean, now you're running with, in my opinion, the best true running back in the league. It's either him or Derrick Henry. But Nick Chubb is a monster. And they still have Kareem Hunt kicking around, too. Let's not forget about that. But we've seen that the Browns cannot stop anything on defense. I, they have names on that side of the ball, and they're supposed to be looked at like the Steelers defense, but they aren't. They're They're a bunch of frauds. I know they played well on Halloween, but I think they were just really hyped up for that game. You saw you saw Miles Garrett come into the stadium wearing the Vecna suit, so that was that was pretty cool to see. But uh, yeah, I definitely like the over here. I like Nick Chubb to get in the end zone and to rush for over 100 this week. Um, Tyreek Hill prop, maybe they'll make a, a scene again that I didn't hit it last week and it popped. So might as well jump back on that train. That's like a money maker. Um, Tyreek Hill looking for, to lead the NFL as a wide receiver. Um, I I just sent you guys a post. I don't know if you saw it. He's leading uh, odds right now for Offensive Player of the Year with his stats he's put up so far in McDaniel's offense. So 
yeah, I'm liking the over there. I think the Dolphins should win this game, but they could lose to a good Browns offense. Good Browns team just waiting to get Deshaun Watson back. But uh, yeah, Nick Chubb to go over 100, the over in the game. And 48 and a half, not that much. Um, Tua throws every play too, so. That's what that's what, those are my favorite picks. Chubb and the over. I do like the over too. I like that play. Yeah, so Mackie, I'm right there with you. I do like the Browns with the points, but the one thing that's kind of making me uh maybe stay away from taking this on the card would be uh the fact that uh, Tua the Dolphins are undefeated in games that Tua's played the entire game uh this season. So uh, obviously when he's in there, the Dolphins are a different team. I know getting a plus four spread, they could lose this game by three, but um, it seems like everything clicks whenever he's under center for the Dolphins. Last week, only winning by three against the Bears in a high-scoring game. I think this could be a very similar game, like you said, but if I had to make a pick on this, I do like the Browns plus three and a half. Four, four, yeah, like we like like I said, we've seen the Browns lose many close games this year. They lost by a field goal to the Ravens. They lost by two points to the Chargers. I mean, they're right there. They're... they're uh, Two bad bounces or two good bounces away from a five and three record instead of a three and five record. So we know what this team can do. We know that the, what they're capable of. Matters what Jacoby Brissett brings out, and um, you know if they can uh, keep up with that Miami Miami offense because you know they're going to get their points. Yeah, that's that's funny that you say that you want the points there, but it does make sense with the way that the Heartbreak Browns love to lose. They love looking like they're going to win and then missing that big field goal or fumbling the game away. Dude, it's. It's the same thing with the Mavs, dude. They win every game by one to three points, every single game. Yeah, it's this. It's just the story of like the culture of the team. It's just the way it goes. They could win or lose every game they're in. It's the way. I- yeah, exactly. Yeah. To bring up a trend, you 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 brought up a lot early in the year, especially with it being a non prime time game. Um, if you're gonna take that dog, you might as well take a money line now. Yeah, last time I did that, the Panthers like to miss two field goals in the dying seconds, so. Maybe we should that's just what stick I with, said. That's what I said as soon as I the take points. the money line. That's what I said. As soon as I end up taking the underdog money line, it's not going to hit, but the spread would. So, like I always say, they give you the points for the reason. For a reason, I'm just going to stick with taking the points. This seems like Mackie's <laughs> dog of the week. But I do like that pick. But uh, I'm, this Tua offense and that stat, Huff throw out about Tua playing the full game and never losing yet. Um, yeah, they're firing all cylinders. They're going to put up a lot of points. I mean, the Browns are going to have to keep up and with a – Heavy ground game and just Amari Cooper through the air. I don't even think Najoku's back. He's questionable. But, I, see, the one thing that scares me about saying this could be a high-scoring game is I think the Browns could really slow this down if they're able to run the ball like they want to. But if they run the ball like they want to with Nick Chubb and pound the rock all game, they're going to put up more points than they would if they went through the air, I think. Yeah, I agree. But I just it depends. You know, Obviously, that means the clock's going to be running. So. Agreed, agreed. But- I think Chubb yeah. breaks a few maybe this week. Though. I really like Chubb over 100 here. I like that. Get one of those parlay odds. You get the uh, over 100, 100 plus, 1 plus TD. It's a, it's a nice player prop to look at. Going to be a good 1 o'clock matchup there, like you boys said. Lots to look forward to. The next one we got is the Minnesota Vikings at the Buffalo Bills. The Bills favorited here at minus 3.5. Their money line at minus 180 and the over-under at 43.5. The trends I got here are that Josh Allen is 8-1 straight up and 5-3-1 against the spread at home versus NFC opponents. And Kirk Cousins is 12-7 against the spread as a road underdog. 
in the 1 p.m. slate. Trends there favoring both sides. So what do we think is going to happen? Huff, you want to get us going here? Yeah, this is a, obviously a pretty tough situation. You're going to want to wait. This can be the game you want to wait up until you see what happens with Josh Allen's injury. Uh, this is a game I could see him just kind of missing this game as obviously the Bills' record is what it is, and they can kind of afford a loss here if it means the future of their franchise quarterback. So I think I don't, this – I don't ahead. know. Look at that tight division right now. I don't know if you can afford a loss right now with Miami – with the way Miami and the Jets are playing right now, and obviously you got the Patriots sitting at five and four, who can go on a little bit of a run. This division's a little tight to to just throw away a game right now against a seven and one team. I know, but it, I I just I'm looking at it as your franchise quarterback's arm is could potentially need Tommy John surgery, and if it means he could sit out a week and see how it feels, or he could play this week, and if it gets any worse, he's going to need surgery, and you waste this entire. Uh, being the Super Bowl favorite, as they said, the summer Super Bowl champions. Um, this team had so much hopes going into the season, and Lamar, or Lamar, Josh Allen gets hurt at this point. If it's a serious injury, the Bills' season is over. Yeah, and I think this is definitely a situation where you do see him sit out. I don't, I don't think he plays this game, especially with everything leading up to it. And at one o'clock, uh, just a out of conference game against the Minnesota Vikings. I think this is a good spot for him to sit out, and I think. Uh, if you want my, if you want to bet on Minnesota, you should really get on them right now because I think uh, they'll be three point favorites if uh, Josh Allen's not playing. I saw this earlier on in the week. It was like four and a half or five. Uh, now we're still looking at three and a half. But um, Case Keenum, the backup for the Bills, a revenge game against the Vikings, and <laughs> um, Stephon Diggs too. The the Minneapolis miracle was Keenum the Diggs, and now they're both Buffalo Bills. So. Um, I don't know. That's something to look at. The Bills are obviously dominant at home. Their defense is what it is. Uh, the Vikings, obviously, like you said, 7-1. and one. Uh, They're pretty legit and flying pretty high with Kirk Cousins and what he's been able to do over the past couple of weeks. Um, it's a tough spread, like you said. If you want the Vikings, I'd get in now. Uh, but if you're leaning Buffalo and you think they can pull this off with a backup quarterback um, or if you want to wait and see what happens with Josh Allen, I think your best bet is to wait. Yeah, it's such a tough spot. I mean, you want to know something that I think is pretty crazy? Even though I've been high on the Vikings all year and I still think they're going to win that division, um, I think regardless of Josh Allen playing, I think the Bills win this game. Um, that defense is so is so slept on. I mean, not slept on, but like not talked about enough. Everybody looks at Josh Allen in the offense, but in reality, that's one of the best defensive units in the league, if not the best, with all of the names they have on that side of the ball. You can't really run efficiently or pass through the air with the DBs group that they have. And then they have nice linebackers that can go sideline to sideline. So this will be a good one, I think, if Josh Allen is out. But if Josh Allen is fine and it's just like a little tweak or something like that, they're going to blow the Vikings out this week, I believe. Um, I like a, a I like a Bills team total over if Allen plays, but it's all speculation on him, obviously, MVP candidate. So we have to see what that comes down to. But I still like the Bills either way this week. I, I think they get back on track after a tough divisional loss. I think it's going to be a great game there, Vikings-Bills. We'll see what happens there Sunday at 1 o'clock. And for our last 1 o'clock game on Sunday, we have the Denver Broncos at the Tennessee Titans. We got the Titans favored in this one at minus 2.5 points, their money line at minus 138 in the over-under, sitting at 36.5. 
the trends I got here are that the Titans are 5-1 straight up and 6-0 against the spread in their last six this season. As well as Denver is 7-1 against the spread in their last eight games when playing Tennessee. Do we think these tre- that trend with Denver keeps going? Plus 118 on the money line for them. Ace, what do you think? Yeah, um, the Broncos, tough team. We've been looking at them all year in the primetime, so I'm happy that it's actually a 4 o'clock game this week instead of a... It is a 1 o'clock game. Oh, it's a 1 o'clock game. Sorry, even even more for the wear. I mean, keep them out of my view. I'm not going to be watching this one. But with Malik Willis at the helm, too, I, I think I saw Tannehill's questionable. Anybody know if he's starting? I, believe it's I haven't seen anything yet on that. I believe it's Willis, though. But if Tannehill's in, I love the Titans in this spot. Um, not sold on anything that's going on out of Denver. And the Titans at home leading their division. They're looking to stomp one out on the AFC West after getting... Uh, getting hosed over up in Kansas City. So I really like the Titans this week. I think Henry's going to carry him. He's running strong last few weeks, finding the end zone twice in the prime time. Um, he's definitely going to get in this week again. He's going to carry the Titans to a victory. But with Malik Willis, I'm going to be hesitant to put my money on it. But if Tannehill can get in there, definitely like him. Um, you could hear what you guys have to say. I'm not sold on the Broncos at all, though. I'm really high on the Titans this week. Uh, this Broncos team just doesn't really show much for me. Uh, they're one and three on the road this year. Uh, this year, and I'm pretty sure that one road win was a neutral site in uh, London. So they really haven't won a true road game yet this year, and they're going into a team that's pretty confident right now. They're uh, top of top of a pretty easy division division right now, and uh, they want to keep rolling and stay atop that division and just make sure they hang on to a playoff spot. I mean, uh, even with Malik Willis, they showed last week that uh, they're able to hang with with some of the best teams. They uh, had Pat Mahomes on the ropes, brought him to overtime, and uh. Essentially couldn't get a win in overtime, but they didn't look bad. And they uh, they were in that game the entire time. They had a lead for 90% of it. Derrick Henry uh, showed what he could do back-to-back weeks. Obviously, he showed what he could do against the Texans as well. But I think the Titans definitely control this game uh, on their home field and definitely come out with a, with a win in this game. Um, I'm on the other side of you guys. I actually like the Broncos in this spot. If I can find a plus three, I really like the Broncos. Uh, to come into Tennessee. I think, like you said, a lot of eyes are on Tennessee after that game against Kansas City. I feel like we've seen it a lot of times before. These mediocre teams go into primetime games against big teams, put up a fight, and then the week after they kind of come back to earth and kind of rejoice back to what they really are. I think uh, this Tennessee team with Malik Willis, uh, the receivers haven't been up to par for Tennessee. It's kind of just been the Derrick Henry show as we've seen for the past couple of years in Tennessee. Uh, the defense is legit. I'm, that's no discount to their defense. They've shown the ability to stay in games and uh, contain Patrick Mahomes last week, obviously in prime time, but that was a big game. Uh, I think Vrabel had them kind of pretty hyped up for that one on Sunday night, but uh, I like I like Russell Wilson and the Broncos here. Like I said, two and a half is tough. I like, a, I like three, but um, de- definitely going to want to wait and see, but I'm definitely leaning Broncos here. I am not surprised to hear you say that, Huff. You're, you're big on those... Uh... Broncos ever since your boy Russ went there but it, it's a tough spot um yeah I like I just like the Titans like Mackie said at home with Mike Vrabel coaching the team he's one of the better coaches in the NFL Bengals Bengals don't I mean not Bengals uh Bron- Broncos don't have a true road win this year either so that's why I'm really uh really against them this week yeah what are they really going to do to keep up they've shown they can't really pass the ball their running game is in shambles and I'm not a fan of that coach at all the guy's an idiot um, I think Derrick Henry is the best player on the field on both sides of the ball. 
they offloaded Bradley Chubb too, didn't they? Um, do we get to see who did they pick up? Chase Edmonds, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I bet you they get him the ball a little bit, but such a weird committee back there: Gordon, Murray, Edmonds, uh, Boone, all replacing Javante Williams. So, not sold on anything they got cooking. Um, so yeah, definitely Titans for me. Mike Vrabel's got them playing well. Like that defense. Good stuff there, boys. The last one o'clock game there. Time to jump into our four o'clock slate. <clears throat> Jeez. Time to jump into our four o'clock slate. The first game I got is the Indianapolis Colts at the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders are the favorite here at five and a half points. Their money line at minus two fifty in the over under at forty two and a half. No trends from me in this one, so let's send it right over. Huff, what do you think? You want to start us off with this one? Um, yeah, obviously this is a game I'm probably going to be avoiding with what's going on with the Colts, kind of unloading most of their coaching staff, getting rid of Frank Reich this past week and the offensive coordinator, and then hiring Jeff Saturday out of nowhere after being an ESPN analyst and having no prior coaching history other than being a head coach in uh, somewhere down south in Georgia or Florida, I believe. But um, we've seen the stat with teams – uh, covering the week after uh, or they get an interim coach or the week they get their interim coach's first time in Aries' first game. But I don't know. It's a tough spot to take the Colts here, and obviously the Raiders have blown a game last week against the Jaguars uh, after starting out what looked like they could have won that game, probably 42 to 15, like 16, 17. Looks like it looked like they were going to blow out the Jaguars there. So um, the Raiders just haven't really been able to stay uh, ahead in games that they've got in. Uh, but the Colts don't really have anything going for him. But it's tough to say with Sam Ellinger, another game. Um, obviously, was last week his first start, if I'm correct? Two, second start. Second, so. second game. I don't, I don't know yeah. if he started that first game. Yeah, true. Um, I don't know. Young quarterbacks, it's so tough to say. So uh, this is a game I'll be staying away from. But uh, I'm leaning Raiders, I guess, minus five. Uh, definitely choose the Raiders at home. But I don't love it. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm definitely not really looking at this game either. Uh, definitely one of the worst games of the week. One of the I'm probably not gonna have a play on this, but just two teams that don't look very good. So obviously, Sam Ellinger's looking at an 0-2 start. He almost had a nice win against the Commanders in his first game, but uh, Taylor Heineke let a game-winning drive down, took away his uh his uh opening game win. So he said 0 and 2. Obviously, got blown out by the Patriots last week. I just don't see a lot of points going up on the board this week. I think it's two teams that are uh, basically down in the dumps right now. Colts don't have much going for them. Raiders two and six. Uh, after all they had going for them this year, so uh, two teams down pretty bad right now. Nothing really clicking on uh offense for either team. Colts have a pretty good defense. I don't really see their offense doing much. So I really like the under forty two and a half here. I think uh, it's a pretty safe play, and I think it uh it'll be probably a no, a no sweat in my opinion. I I don't see either of these teams really moving the ball downfield. I like that. Yeah, I'm surprised. You want know what that screams to me? You guys obviously haven't watched the Colts because they're an uninteresting team. Not even the Colts, but the Ellinger, at least. Last week, I got to literally watch every snap of his game because he was playing the Patriots. So I, I got to really see what they had, and um, he is awful. He is not an NFL quarterback um, at all, and there's way too much firepower on the Raiders. I was high on them early in the year, and I think they get back on track this week, especially at home. I like them minus six. That's what I have them at. If Huff has them at minus five, I'll find that. Definitely hammer that. Um, love the Raiders this week to win and have a great game. I think Josh Jacobs continues a strong year. We're going to see Devontae Adams have a big game. 
Um, I think Darren Waller's back in the fold too, which will definitely help. And if you saw last week, the Patriots set a career high with nine sacks against Ellinger. Um, now he's going to go on the road and play again against Max Crosby and Chandler Jones. Um, he definitely isn't too excited about that. And Jonathan Taylor, a shell of himself, even if he does somehow figure out how to suit up with his ankle injury or whatever it is, um, not too confident in him. The only playmaker really on that side of the ball is Michael Pittman Jr. Um, Pierce isn't bad, but I don't think they get anything going. They could be blown out by three scores at least this game. I think that the Raiders really get on track and pull the rails off of uh, Sam Ellinger. I think Sam Ellinger doesn't finish this game if I'm being honest. Good stuff there, boys. The first 4 o'clock game on the slate. Let's jump into the next one, the Arizona Cardinals at the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams, the favorite in this one at 1.5. The money line sitting at minus 124 and the over-under at 41.5. The trends I got in this one are that the Cardinals are 10-4 and four straight up and against the spread in their last 14 on the road. The Rams are 11-1 and one straight up in their last 12 against Arizona as well as 5-1 and one straight up in their last six games when playing at home against Arizona. Some interesting trends there. What do we think is going to happen in this 4 o'clock matchup? Ace, you want to run us with this one? Yeah, it's crazy to think that this game is, um, some considering a snooze fest or not even a must-watch, um, with high expectations coming in the year from both sides uh, as the Rams is defending Super Bowl champions. Cardinals looking to be on the upswing after giving Kyler Murray the bag. It's turned into a pretty ugly game in a must win for both sides. And I think that's why you see the uh, the line so close. I mean, they haven't shown much. I'm, I'm not going to be leaning. I, I lean the Cardinals, obviously, and at plus. I like that. But And they're not at home. They like to win on the road, as, as we've talked about on this podcast. But the thing is, I'm not betting on the Cardinals anymore. They've lost too many games and do strange things and I don't think they're going to get rid of Kingsbury or anything like that, but he's been strange with his coaching decisions this year. I do really like Hopkins to eat. He'll he'll see 10-plus targets and probably get in the end zone this week. Same with Cooper Cup. So maybe you get a double parlay with Cup and Hopkins of some sort. But, yeah, nothing I truly love. Two under underperforming teams. And I don't know if you guys saw this, but Matthew Stafford's in concussion protocol right now too. So maybe that's a good thing for the Rams if he sits. Um, but at the same time, I don't I don't think so obviously, and they don't have much of a running game. Uh, I don't really know what's going on with Akers and Henderson and all that and the undrafted rookie free agents that the alleged mastermind Sean McVay is using. But this is a stay-away game for me, even though I lean the Cardinals. Matthew, what do you think about this one? Well, I don't um, Just another shitty game. A lot of shitty games this week. It's a pretty shitty slate. Um, yeah, we're getting to a rough point in the league right now. This is also a game we look at at the beginning of the year and you're expecting a pretty good game, a uh, pretty good situation, a 4 o'clock game. Um, divisional, I, I just don't, neither of these teams have anything going. Rams, crucial loss last week. Heartbreaking offense, couldn't really do anything, couldn't uh, help out that defense at all. The defense got a stop in the, I think it was within the, two, the final two minutes and then they had to go back out there and uh, couldn't get it done. Tom Brady got exactly what he needed to. So um, coming off a tough, tough loss, like you said, must-win situation for both teams. Uh, I think it's more for uh, the Rams, uh, as they're only sitting at three and five. Four and five looks a lot better than three and six, and the Cardinals are already sitting at three and six. And the Rams just uh, have more of a recipe for a championship mentality. So I think this team has a little more to lose than the Cardinals here. So I think 
evidently they'll they'll win this game. They'll they'll find a way to just do just enough to win this game. But I think it's going to be a pretty pretty shitty all around game. I don't think uh, either team is going to look good. I don't think either team is really going to deserve a win here. But uh, I think the Rams just find a way to squeak one by, just kind of like the Bucks did against them last week. Yeah, I'm on the same side as you. Uh, I do like the Rams here. Uh, minus one and a half spread, uh, divisional game. Uh, I'll take the home team. But uh, like you said, the Rams haven't really looked good last week. They couldn't get the points when they needed to against the Bucks. Um, I like the Rams here in a divisional matchup. Uh, the, obviously, the Cardinals have burned me a couple of times over the past couple of weeks. I liked them early on a couple of times, but uh, the past couple of times I've taken the Cardinals, they burnt me. Uh, Rams burnt me two weeks ago, so it's interesting for me to take them here, but uh, I do like the Rams to get things done and get back on track. Um, obviously, that's I, I like them with Stafford. I don't even know who their backup quarterback is, so Ace, you said he's in concussion protocol, so I hope he plays, but I like the Rams here. Yeah, I understand your guys' points. That defense from the Rams is one thing we didn't touch upon. If they're going to win this game, it's it's really based off of that. Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, and then all the other names you have along with them. But uh, I, I'm leaning the Cardinals. It is a must-win game, though, which will make a good— I think this will actually turn out to be a good game. A divisional matchup, two, two higher market teams, you know. Um, at least people like watching them. They're supposed to be good. Um, yeah, I, I think it— Are you taking the under on this one? Yeah, probably. I mean, did you watch this uh, Rams team last week? What do you say? What's it at? 40, 41 and a half, 42 maybe. That's so I mean, Cardinals, Cardinals are, the Cardinals kind of kill that. Cardinals don't really have a good defense. Uh, their offense kind of puts up some points. They really find a way to where they turn the ball over on their own 20, so they give the other team points. But uh, I'm definitely looking at the under here. It's a divisional game. Rams really have put up no points this season. The offense looks awful. Defense looks pretty good. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll lean that. I'm not sure if I'm going to play it, but uh, I'm definitely definitely a play I'm going to look into a little. I just think that Cup and Hopkins are going to be spammed because both sides don't have much else on offense. Where, I mean, they weren't spammed last week. <laughs> no, uh, Hopkins has been since he came back. He he had a touchdown early. It was his lightest game of the year. He ended with five for 65 and a touchdown of his three. His other two three, games, he had over yeah. ten. He had over ten catches. Yeah, he's been going off, but it obviously has has done nothing for this team and done any impact on the, the outcome of the game. Yeah, uh, I I think he's an X factor. He's like what they need to get over the top. They're 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 zero three since he's been back. Is are they not? No, no, no. Remember, we all hammered them his first game back on the prime time, at home, and they won. I had a two U play on that. Who did they beat? Oh, I was against. I was against it. I was against it. I know what you're talking about. Who was that? Do you remember who they played? Raiders, maybe. Sounds about right. But yeah, I, I, I'm not. I'm leaning them. I'm not taking any team in this game. It'll be. I think it'll be a fun one to watch, though. Actually, it's going to be an exciting four o'clock matchup. Like we said, must win though. Like literally a must win for both sides, especially with Same. all of us think with all of us thinking that the Seahawks are going to lose this week. Whoever wins this could back to door their way into a division win, right? Saints, Ace. Oh, they beat the Saints? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Saints aren't good. but Yeah, Saints are brutal. I would keep falling for their bullshit. Yep. Yeah, you said it earlier, too. I'm leaning them to that, that Steelers uh, Saints game. But yeah, no. Excited, excited for this matchup. I'm a Kyler Murray fan, so I'm hoping he turns it around.
We'll see what the boy can do. Modern Warfare 2 is out now. Let's see what will happen. Alrighty, boys. Last 4 o'clock game we got is the Dallas Cowboys at the Green Bay Packers. The Dallas Cowboys, the favorite here at minus 5. The money line at minus 230 and the over-under at 43. The trends I got here are Aaron Rodgers is 5-1 against the spread as a home underdog as well as 5-1 to the under when hosting Dallas at Lambeau Field, including the playoffs. Dallas is 6-1 straight up in their last seven on the road, as well as 6-1 against the spread in their last seven games overall. Good trends both ways. What do we think is going to happen here, Mackie? Take it away, your Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, uh, I'm always a little more cautious when Dallas is going into Lambeau. Uh, I don't know what it is about that place, but uh, we it's can't tough really spot. Can't really seem to find much going on there. <laughs> that being said, um, Dallas looks really good. Their offense has been rolling. We've seen what they've been doing this past couple of weeks against the pretty, pretty worst teams in the league, um, coming off wins against the, the Lions and the Bears. But uh, you know, you're going into a you're going into Lambeau here against Packers team that's really got nothing going for them. They're coming off a loss to the Lions, uh, that we we haven't seen that in probably three four years. So. Aaron Rodgers looks out of sorts. Everybody looks out of sorts in that team. They have really nothing going for them. Um, defense looks all right. Couldn't get didn't didn't do enough last week to get the win. Still only gave up 15 points. I just don't. This team just really they've nothing. They're not playing for anything at this point. They're not playing for a division. Um, you know, yeah, I, I basically yeah, this team does suck, and they're not close to a playoff team. They're not close to competing for a playoff spot. Um, I I. I want to say Dallas comes in and gets the job done, manhandles them, but uh, I, I've seen this too many times where this is a game where they can just sit back and choke this one away. So uh, I, I don't, I don't know. Give me, give me the, give me the under. I, I think the, this is a defensive game. I think uh, Dak doesn't really have it going as much as he did last week, and I think he's got to, you know, uh, they, they got to punt the ball away a few more times this week. So give me the under. I think uh, defensive game. I think that uh, four and a half points is really generous to Aaron Rodgers against a, a, a solid, a solid um, Cowboys team. I know that going into Lambeau is definitely not the most inviting thing, um, but this Packers team has been playing terrible, and Aaron Jones has been banged up. They have no receiving threat. Um, they have n nothing really going for them at all. Their defense is good. Aaron Rodgers can get into the red zone, but then he turns it over. Um I, I like the Cowboys a lot. He, doesn't, he just doesn't look like he wants to be playing football right now. No, not, not at all. But I'm 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 excited to see the this game. This will be a good match. This is a good matchup to uh classic franchises, but I really do like the uh Cowboys with the points. Don't know if I'm gonna play it though, because like you said, it's sketchy going into Lambo. I don't know what I'm going to take in this game. Definitely look out on our card. I don't have a definite play right now that I can think of. I don't know, Hoff, you got one? <coughs> I'm kind of leaning with Mackie. I've seen it too many times, the Packers uh, handling business with certain teams in Lambeau, uh, and the Cowboys are one of them. Uh, getting five points, I think Rodgers is able to just kind of squeak out an ugly win here. But I was right there with you, Mackie. I do think this is a slower game, and we could see the a nice under hit uh, here. What is the total set at on Fandle? Yeah, I do. Uh, 43, that's tough. Two offenses that if they pop, that that under could be busted in the middle of the third quarter. Um, but I, I I like the Packers here to keep things close, I think. 
Especially an under is tough in a Rodgers game because of the way he scores his touchdowns, too. He hits those bombs when you least expect it, right? But like you said, who's he going to the The guys that are going to drop the ball. <laughs> Realistically. Aaron Jones What's being that Dobbs banged, guy? So what's that, has, what's that Dobbs so guy? Much, uh, Mac, you're on mute. But Aaron Jones has, has so much potential in this offense. I like Dobbs, but he's hurt, too. I just said, yeah, what about that Dobbs guy? Is he still out? He's out. Watson's out too, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, those are my two Alan favorite wide receivers on that sure. offense, and they're out. Alan, no, Alan Lazard. Yeah, but Alan Lazard, isn't go- his ceiling is already hit, you know what I mean? Yeah, but he's still the number one receiver on that team. Yeah, trash though. You want to say Ju- Juju Smith-Schuster is a light wide receiver one. That's a light wide receiver one. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, point made. Um, I agree. No, I, I, I'm with you though. Alan Lazard's serviceable at least, I guess. Like, he, he's his favorite target, you know? I expect more out of Robert Tanya, and we don't get it. But they gave that contract to Aaron Jones because he's the guy that Rodgers wants to get the ball the most in the game. And if he's out, I mean, maybe we look at some Dylan props, honestly. But I don't know what to really play in this game. Weird weird game. Tough spot for the Cowboys, even though I think they're a good team, much better team all around. Yeah, definitely not a game where I'm going to take player props. I don't think there's a lot of offense uh, at all. But if anything, I'm, I'm, I'm probably not going to touch this game just because I don't really love Dallas here. And, uh, you know, don't really want to give out an over-under on a, on a game that I want to see Dallas score points on, so. Tough, uh, tough 4 o'clock slate this week. Just a tough slate in general. To I'm telling honest. you, though, that Rams-Cardinals game is going to be a good game. This one could turn out to be a good one, too. Two good teams, like, they're supposed to be good. You know, like, the, these four, those four teams in these last two games we talked about are supposed to be good game, good teams, like good quarterbacks you know what i mean so we're gonna see some one thing i was gonna say about the packers and cowboys game one thing that could be a fun bet i don't know the odds on it they're probably not out yet but uh for an anytime touchdown score maybe rogers to run one in uh kind of just to him keep saying all this shit about how the everyone keeps making mistakes but he's never really saying uh anything about himself doing anything we heard him go on the mcafee show this week uh and say that he's still the back-to-back defending mvp uh, so basically just kind of making sure everyone still knows who Aaron Rodgers is. So I think that'd be an interesting one. Maybe see him try to rush one in. I know he's in his older years. He'd probably get some crazy odds on that. Maybe throw a little bit, little sprinkle on that, but a uh, little Lambo leap. Just uh, I know everyone keeps saying he doesn't look the happiest of where he is right now, but he still wants to win football games. And I think this is a big reason for him to come out and uh, have a big game here uh, Sunday afternoon. I, I like your theory that on that, Hawk. I like your theory on that, and I like the odds on that probably, like if you saw us really lightly. But the thing is, I could see Trayvon Diggs scoring a touchdown before I see Aaron Rodgers scoring a touchdown this week. Yeah, I know what you mean. Good stuff out of the 4 o'clock slate there. Like we said, kind of a weird 4 o'clock slate, weird slate overall. But but we're trucking on. All right, next up, the Sunday primetime game, the Los Angeles Chargers at the San Francisco 49ers. California battle here with the 49ers, the favorite at minus seven, the money line at minus 300, and the over-under at 45.5. The trends I got here are that the Sunday night home favorites versus non-conference opponents are on an 0-5 against the spread streak. Home favorites versus non-conference opponents are 6-12-1 against the spread this season overall. Since 2018, Sunday night home favorites are 3-8-1 against the spread after their bye week. The 49ers having a bye week 
in week nine. What do we think is going to happen here? Ace, you want to get us rolling on this one? Yeah, as you guys know, I'm I'm I followed the 49ers pretty pretty closely. Fan of that team. They have a lot going on that I like on both sides of the ball. Big fan of uh Shanahan and the offense he instills there. But um the Chargers that's a good team. They I know that they're banged up a lot on the outside, but uh Eckler and Herbert, they 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 get their dues. I mean, they'd be a tough Falcons team last week um without their kicker too which is pretty important especially in these close games but uh yeah i'm i like the 49ers here seven points is a lot by a jimmy garoppolo led offense i do really like a mccaffrey touchdown i mean the last game we saw them play he had three he's the man christian mccaffrey's gonna get fed any running back gets fed on that offense especially a good one so um i'm definitely gonna like that i i really do like the the 49ers I don't think I'll play a minus seven, though. That's a, that's a lot of points, especially against Herbert, who's one of the best young quarterbacks in the league. What are you guys thinking there? I just, I I can't get a grip on this Chargers team. They're just so injured, and I don't know what team's going to come out there. I just, I, I'm convinced Justin Herbert's playing with broken ribs right now as well. So, uh, you know, a lot to take in from that team. You never really know what you're going to get. Keenan Allen's been questionable every single week and sits out every single week. So, uh. You know, he'll probably n- not be available again this week. Um, this Niners team has just gotten better, obviously, since adding Christian McCaffrey. They're so they're just they have so many threats on that offense. Uh and Jimmy Garoppolo just works perfect with them and obviously we know what they can do on the defensive side of the ball. Uh in my opinion, this is a top five team in the league and I think they're gonna be uh right there contending for a bowl at the end of the year. But I I don't know, it's a prime time game, you know, uh seven point spread is kinda high. I don't know, I kinda like the Chargers to cover here, but Pending some uh, injuries, we'll see. We'll see how the line moves, and we'll see uh, what kind of injuries take place and who's playing and who's not. So right now, I'll take Chargers plus seven. That's exactly how I feel in this game. I've gone back and forth on it so many times just because the 49ers are such a wagon lately uh, since adding McCaffrey, the all the weapons that they have on offense. But still Jimmy G running the team. But, I mean, my opinion on him hasn't changed. He's been able to get the job done, so... Uh, not too much of a knock to him, but um, they have the weapons around him, obviously, to score the points. Minus seven on Sunday Night Football I don't love is the reason that I'm not jumping at 49ers minus seven. Uh, right now I'm leaning on the Chargers plus seven. I think Herbert Eckler able to get the job done, but Mac, you alluded to my point. I'm going to wait and see what happens with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. Uh, one of my fantasy teams, I have both of them on the same team, and right now it's absolutely fucking me. So... Uh, hoping maybe one of them can play, give Herbert someone to throw the ball to. But obviously Eckler's been able to – he's been a beast all throughout the season. So I think Herbert and Eckler are able to keep this thing close in, in the prime time. Um, but 49ers at home are such a wagon. I've been so back and forth on this one. So this is definitely going to be one of the ones you're going to want to wait and see where I go on Sunday night. Yeah, this is definitely going to be a prop Sunday night football game for me. You'll see that. I don't think I'm leaning. It's just seven, like I said, Huff. Seven points in a prime time is so hard to get. And the Chargers I hate any. Team. I hate anything more than like minus three and a half in a prime time game. Yeah, agreed. It's a one score, but so many weapons. I do think they could do it. If it's a one o'clock game, I would consider it. Maybe I tease it with like a an, an under here. I think if they. I could see the Chargers getting shut down by that elite defense. 
I think that the 49ers are going to score points. I know it's Garoppolo, but with McCaffrey and Debo and Ayuk and, and Kittle, and I think Debo's back this week, right? It's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah I think he is. Even without him, but like if he is, that's even more so. The reason. But yeah, it'll be, it'll be a good game to watch. I'm excited to see what Chargers team shows up. I agree with you, Ace. I think it's going to be a good game to watch. Lots to look forward to in that Sunday night primetime game. Let's move forward to our final game, the Monday primetime game, the Washington Commanders at the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles coming in at our highest spread this week at 10.5 points. Their money line at minus 510, and the total sitting at 43.5. The trends I got here are since 2007, the double-digit home favorite in the NFC East matchups are 4-8-1 against the spread. As well as Philadelphia is 5-0 straight up in its last five. So doing well recently. But what do we think is going to happen in this primetime game over under 43.5? Mackie, you want to get us going here? Yeah, um, I absolutely love Washington here, plus 11. I think... uh, in divisional game, you know this division is no is known for just knowing uh, knowing each other and finding ways to get wins when you're not supposed to. And uh, Washington with Heineke, I really think they have a chance to even. I, I would even sprinkle the money line a little bit here. A lot of people were saying last week was the trap game with uh, the Eagles and how they might lose to the Texans, but this is the actual game that I think that they have a chance of losing. It's the divisional game. Uh, these teams have already seen each other. I I think I'm 99 percent sure they were, this is their second game of the year. And uh, I, I, it's just a this Heine, this Heineke ran offense looks a little bit better than Wentz, and I just think it's a situation where the Eagles can lose this game at home. And um, I really like the eleven points. I think this is a close game down to the wire, and um, I think uh, Washington can even get out to a little bit of a lead in the first half and make the Eagles scramble and have to come back and uh, maybe get a win by the skin of their teeth. But I really, I really like Washington in this game. I really like them plus eleven points. I had the same thought, Mackie. If they were to lose a game, it would be make sense in a primetime divisional game, right? But I don't I don't think they get it done. I like Heineke too, but that's just a lot. Eleven points is crazy though in a primetime game. Um don't know if I'm gonna be taking that. I do think that the Eagles could stomp them too. It's a tough spot. Just a lot of points in the primetime on back to back nights. Huff, you got you got a read on this or you're probably going with the dog in the divisional game now? See, that's what's tough is I don't know. I I just don't know. This commander's team is, they've been playing good the past couple of weeks. And obviously you see an 11 point underdog in a Monday night football game. Uh, but the Eagles at home, they're so, they've looked unstoppable last week. They had a 14 point spread in uh, Houston. Houston ended up obviously covering that one. But um, I don't know. This is the kind of game where if you like Philly, where I think I do, um, I'm going to wait and see kind of like what Mackie said. I think we could see a situation where the commanders come out quick, uh, maybe get up 3 nothing, 7 nothing, uh, maybe be able to live bet the Eagles at like um, take away some of those points, uh, maybe a minus 7, minus 7.5. Um, you don't necessarily have to get that 11. That's just a weird number to take a favorite on. Um, but I don't know. I think, I think the Eagles are able to get the job done here. I do see your take on the commanders, but um, – I'll be looking maybe like a first half. I like the Eagles team total also to go over. Um, but I don't know. It's a tough – this is a tough game for me. I don't know. I could go either way on this one, but 
these primetime games, obviously next Monday, it's tough to say right now, but uh, Mackie, I do know what you mean about if they could lose a game, it could be against the Commanders in uh, a divisional game, primetime, huge spread. You said the thing last week about the Texans. Um, I don't know. 11 points is tough. I just, I, I don't know. I, I think I like the Eagles. This is their second meeting of the year, by the way. What was the score last time? 24 to 8. So they covered if this was a spread. And that was in Washington. It was in Washington. It was probably like six, ooh, six ooh, points. Ooh, I just thought of a play. I said this a few weeks ago with the Dolphins and the Patriots, but I like the the 49ers and the Eagles in a teaser. On a Sunday night, Monday night tease. What do you guys think about that? You get the What are the lines? You'd get when, I, lines. when I look at teasers, I like to up the plus. I don't really like to lower the minus. Just because I, you see way more teams up. I don't, I don't know. I I, well, I like the char- I like the Chargers in the first place, so I'd be more interested in how many points I could get the Chargers at. Fourteen, right? Chargers are plus seven, and Eagles minus ten and a half. See, I like the Eagles there. So if you I would get t- Washington I actually plus would lo- eighteen and and uh, Chargers plus fourteen, I'd rather go 49ers, Eagles. Well, that's the point of a teaser. I don't know. I feel like that's the one rule of a teaser is you always raise the points. You never lower the Yeah, you the take minus. the big amount. No, I, I feel that. But I feel like the Eagles could slap the Commanders, though, no? I, I definitely don't think so. Not twice in one year, especially not in a primetime game. I don't see this game getting out of hand. No way. Haven't the Eagles popped in primetime games so far? I don't know. They played primetime Kirk Cousins, so I wouldn't really uh, count that as much of a... I would say Taylor Heineke is equivalent to a primetime Kirk Cousins. No, I'd give Taylor Heineke ahead of a primetime Kirk Cousins. You think Taylor Heineke is better than Carson Wentz, though? Yeah, definitely. Have you seen? Have you watched this team at all in the past few weeks? They're ten times better than what they were with Carson Wentz. Interesting, too. That's a tough call. I think they're both okay. But yeah, I, I might be looking at the tees Sunday, Sunday night, Monday night. Uh, I think the Eagles keep rolling here this week. But if there ever was a week that they get stumped, you know, well, let's see. Could be an interesting play there, Ace. I'm excited to see what you cook up, as well as to see what we all cook up this week. Cards to be released just hours before kickoff, so make sure you're following on all social medias as we're excited to release those plays each and every day. That's all I got, I think, this week in the NFL. Anything else, boys? Uh, that's about it. Another week in the books. Uh, stay tuned Thursday night, Sunday Sunday all day. And, uh, and we got Monday night as well. So uh, well plays for you each, each, uh, for each slate. Just bear with us here. Patriots can't go uh, get a loss on this uh, bye week, so I'm pretty happy. I think some of these games are going to be a lot more exciting than uh, we think, to be honest. So definitely be a good one for sure maybe turn the tides of someone's season maybe close the books on some's also yeah i think i think like you said i think it's gonna be a better week than we expected obviously it's tough to say like we always say we record on wednesday so uh some of these lines are pretty tough to call but uh, i think i think we'll have a pretty good slate on sunday but uh tomorrow night's pretty tough to say we have a obviously panthers falcons so um, but yeah, like you said, make sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening at, like us, whatever on all social medias, follow, 
Uh, you know the whole nine yards, all that. But thanks for listening. Uh, it's going to do it for me, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. And that's going to do it for us this week on Hit the Books Podcast. Thank you for all the support week in and week out. Please be sure to share and check out our various social media platforms and check out our website. All the info is located in our link tree in the description below. And always remember to hit the books.